Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Master Builders Victoria members get access to a wide range of expert advice and support services. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been a fun show again today. Monday's got to be massive for the AFL and for the young talent around Australia. A lot of them hoping to get their names called out early. A lot of them hoping just to get their names called out in general. Kevin Shifter Sheehan has put together his top 40 today. It's on the AFL website if you want to have a look at it. Kevin Sheehan reveals his top 40 NAB AFL draft prospects, and we've spoken to quite a few of them in the last week, including Matthias Filippo, who joined us a few moments ago. Kevin Shifter-Sheehan joins us now. Welcome to you, Kevin. Great to have you back on. Yeah, Dwayne, thanks for having us on. You had any feedback as to who you left out of your 40? (laughs) Oh, gee, my own feedback, I've left out a dozen I'd love to put in there. Uh, There's, you know, there's not much between a lot of the boys from 35 through, uh, and when you get to about 55, that might be all that's taken. Over the two nights, there might be another 10 or 12 rookies. So it's a lower number than we're used to, around the 70 mark in total. And that's due to the mid-year draft we now have and that supplemental period. So that might give another 25 a chance over the next six months. Supplemental is about 80 year going through that now, where clubs get a few in, two or three in, and train them up over two or three months. And and, and pick the eyes out of it. And, of course, the mid-season draft we're now familiar with the last three years where, yeah, 15 on average are going through that. So it makes it tight. So if you're on the radar, like, hang in there. Uh, it might be <laughs> one of those next two opportunities that bob up if it doesn't happen for you next week. Yeah, so a few people are saying that we expect less players to be taken, maybe 55-odd yeah. rather than 70-odd. But yeah. it does mean that clubs are going to be clamouring for those early picks. Are we likely to see more in-draft trading, do you think, trying to get up the order to get the guy that they were hoping to get? I think there's no doubt that the attempts will happen, but it will be apparent for that to happen. Now, whether they can get results, we'll have to wait and see. Because, uh, yeah, so there'll be a lot of clamouring to try and put a deal together to push yourself up 10 spots. Particularly when there's a... Well, when you read the profiles of these boys, the top 15 or so, gee... Uh, as a supporter, as a fan, you'd be saying, I'd love to get that guy to our club. And that's the way the clubs think. And uh, if he's still there at, let's say, choice 14 and they're not choice until choice 21, they'll try and get together a deal to try and get up to that 14, offer a two-for-one or a future pick for next year. So a lot of that will happen in the background as clubs uh, clamour to, to, to get their own way in it uh, and uh, fulfil their dream of building their list and building it early. Now, the, the history of the top 20 now is that, gee, they succeed. The great number of them succeed. And they're, they're, um, you know, they're twice as likely as those taken from 20 to 60 of, let's say, getting to 200 games, being a real successful player. So, uh, 
yeah, well exposed. They've played in nationals. They've probably made all Australian and have got pretty good profiles when you read them. And they're the ones that the clubs are clamouring for. So, hmm, very interesting times. And, and look, in talking to clubs, Duane, in the last week, they still haven't made their mind up. They're still looking at the, the three or four that might be there for them at, let's say, choice 10 or choice 15. They're not sure who's going to fall through. There's always a, a few that do that they weren't expecting. So they're doing their homework on, on multiple players as they... Uh, as they uh, get the, uh, the, well, I suppose, the final elements of their decision-making together in these last few days. So sports science has allowed them to get their bodies physically uh, more ready than ever before because they've got those people at their disposal, at their local clubs and through the under-18 system, you know, dietitians, uh, physiotherapist help mm. and all that kind of advice they can get to build their bodies, get ready. Mm. But their minds seem more ready than ever before. Kevin, been lucky mm. enough to interview quite a few of them. Elijah Sardis mm. earlier on the program uh, a couple of days ago. And Mateus Filippo, a few moments ago, amazingly well-educated guys who can speak so well. And uh, young Filippo, he's, he's almost eligible for next year. Some of these boys <laughs> are so young, barely, barely 18 or not quite there yet. It's just quite amazing. And well, what they say of, uh, you know, times like we've had in recent years that build your resilience, well, we're missing so much footy and it probably makes you hungrier and more desperate to get there and, and succeed. And, and so boys have come out the other end of uh, uh, two years of probably part shutdowns in 2020 and then 2021 to a full year of footy, national champions, all of that. Now the boys are full of optimism. It's all turned and they're ready for it and... Uh, they're dying to get to their club as soon as next week. So I was just with a couple of those boys at uh, George Wardlaw and Elijah Sardis today and having a chat to them for a while. And, uh, gee, they're up and about. It's good company to be around them, really, because uh, all of a sudden they're just days away from fulfilling a dream of uh, getting onto a list. And, and then they'll be quickly aiming for that round one or two, you know, to get into the senior side and fulfil that part of the dream as well. So very exciting times for all those boys. Do we think we're going to see more than ever... Also, be ready for round one. Well, well, Will Ashcroft, we're told, is ready. Yeah. Whether the Giants bid for him, pick one or not, they're not going to get him. The, the Lions will get him, yeah. but maybe yeah. they'll go through the process because they think he's the best. Uh, yeah. Aaron Cabman, is he ready for round one? You talked about, well, I won't ask you to say who North Melbourne are going yeah. to take because that's not uh, your role, but North Melbourne expected to take Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw and then maybe Essendon with Eliza Sardis after that, leaving you know, a guy like Jai Clark or Mateus Filippo for Gold Coast, pick five. Are all these guys that I've mentioned, you think, ready for round one if they get it right over pre-season? Well, Cadman may or may not be Aaron Cadman. Uh, he could be the third tall forward. He'll eventually be the yep. main man at his 195. He's got a lighter body at the minute. But the others are all midfielders ready to run. She's a wee bit different. He's a goal kicker, but he's a nice 184 already, a nice size kid that's uh, uh, reasonably strong. He'll build his body. But the others are midfielders that are ready to run. Sardis, Wardlaw, Ashcroft, you go to Ginby uh, even, um, McKenzie, all of these, Jai Clark. So it's generally the case that they've got stronger bodies. They've been winning contested ball through the midfield in national level and at state level. So they're ready to run and could play early, depending obviously on the the depth of uh, the player list that they end up with. Uh, But if at the lower seven or eight clubs, yes, they're capable of playing early and having an impact, uh, uh, which makes it very, very exciting for the fans. And the father-son rule, Kevin, it's, it seems like it's a winner again. I mean, it's going to be a big winner for yeah. the Brisbane Lions because they'll essentially get two guns. But the father-son rule, can you 
you, I presume, can't ever see it changing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing the way it is. And at the game number of 100 that it is? Yeah, I think so. Look, with the benefit of hindsight, you'd like to think that, you know, Ben Allen's boy might have been able to go to either Hawthorne or, or Frio uh, under the rule. It was an expansion stage when Frio came into the competition. It cost him playing 100 games at Hawthorne. Mm. He played 98, so it looks a bit stiff. He played about 80 at Claremont, so he'd been a, a wonderful player in two different states over a long period of time. And and it was just the fact that we're in an expansion period that sort of cost him being eligible for either one. But we're not geniuses back uh, 15 years ago where we could have predicted something like this. So I'm not sure that uh, that it doesn't need a wee bit of tweaking to see if we can't uh, be a bit fairer to some of those established champions that uh, might have, for the sake of the game, switched clubs and helped us expand the game. Uh, so I've got some sympathy for both Hawthorne and for Frio that, uh, that they don't have... Uh, a crack at uh, young Ed Allen, his son, Ben's son. And later, and later on in the draft, those are squeezed into your top 40. Uh, a couple that you think have, have shortened up in the expectation in the last few weeks or even since the combine? Yeah, there's a kid called Caleb Smith there. That um, young Caleb's a kid that just played six games at the end of the year. It wasn't in the national combine for testing, but when I had a look at... A week or so later at the boys over in SANW, he stood out as an athlete. And like many of the clubs, I went back to the vision of him playing. And when you have a look at the 31-possession game uh, against Subi for three Fremantle, uh, and then look at another game, look, he looks every inch a guy that could uh, step up and play at AFL level. He'd been injured in the early part of the year. So I'm no complete expert on that boy, but just having a glance at that game, uh, and a look at one other. Um, I could see a club take a, a boy like him that wasn't on the radar, let's say, two months ago. He might well slide right up in there. So I've popped him in 40 just for the discussion anyway. Uh, but that's the nature of it. There'll be boys that uh, will get that little bit lucky and there'll be some that are a fraction unlucky that uh, um, clubs will just leave them back in the pool and uh, might have a look over the uh, over the summer period at them or in that, uh, if they're a taller boy, maybe in that mid-season draft, which looks to be the one where they take the Ruckman, the developing Ruckman, they tend to leave some of those there. And uh, I noticed that uh, in recent years, half a dozen or more have gone uh, in that uh, that mid-season draft of the taller boys. And one last one, Kevin. I know the mid-season trade period is not your portfolio, but the mid-season draft has been a winner since that's been brought in, hasn't it? Uh, no doubt, yeah. Um, we, we know that... Uh, that it uh, provides opportunity there. And some of those are guys that are the listed players or, you know, they've kicked on in state leagues and, and, and improved at the right time to allow them to get onto a list. I think that's fair. Oh, I'm a bit sceptical about your listed players actually getting traded in the middle of the year. You worry if a club's bottom, you know, down near the bottom that they'd, they'd be selling on the farm, so to speak, to get, <laughs> to get some early picks for the next year and letting someone go that really might help them in the back half of the year compete. Uh, and give up too much, if you like. So I'm a bit of a conservative type in that way. I love to, if you're in the pre-season for the club, you, you see out the year at least, rather than uh, jump and ship in the middle of the year if you are a listed player. But look, maybe they'll open that debate up again and, uh, yeah, let the clubs have their say. And a guaranteed or a minimum two years still the sweet spot, do you think, that'll stay for a while? Has there been any more discussion uh, in the, the meetings that you've dropped into that have talked about a, the third year locked in for a first rounder, perhaps? Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. Look, the, the better boys get deals like that now. They want the deal uh, to be longer yeah. than the two. And uh, 
yeah, it looks pretty pretty much a fair proposal to guarantee a good crack at it. Given what we said earlier about the success of the top 20, why wouldn't you give them a longer-term offer? Um, most of the boys fall, although initially suggesting they might like to go into state, most fall in love with where they go. You know, Chris yeah. Judd, Matthew Pavlik, Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey, you, wherever you go, you'll find examples of 300-game players that might have at one stage thought they'd rather stay in the, in the state where they'd been developed. But, uh, yeah, let the draft work. Let the draft do, it work, do its work in terms of spreading the talent around the place and let's see if the boys fall in love with the city they go to. Uh, I, I don't think there's a bad place to work in Australia, is there, uh, and play footy. <laughs> so I'd be, I'd be heading where the offer is. You and I are a bit biased, though. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed being part of this great competition that's flourished from the old VFL and the Sandful person like I was, an old VFL player like you've been. Uh, it's just a joy to think where it is now from where it came from. So, And you've been a part of it, Kevin, so congratulations on what you've grown as the AFL Talent Ambassador and can't wait for Monday. So well done and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for having us and good luck to all the boys. Absolutely. You can check out Kevin's Top 40 and argue with those that have been left out by him in his Top 40 on the AFL website, afl.com.au. Kevin Shifter reveals his AFL Draft Top 40 prospects. Take a call or two after the break. Sneak one or two in if you want to send through a text. By all means, do that as well. We'll read a text or two out on the 40 Winks Temper text as well. Uh, 40 Winks and Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R. Consumer's Choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.